Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. I'd like to thank you for joining us today on our Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Page, and I'll be your host. Today we'll be discussing what it takes being a volunteer youth leader. We have with us today Joey Drake. He is the youth leader from Parksburg Baptist Church in Pinson, Tennessee. Joey, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Well, Joey, tell me a little bit about your family, about yourself. Like you said, I'm from uh, Jackson, Tennessee. I'm originally from Haywood County. I've been in Jackson for about 12 years with my family. Uh, My wife, Amanda, of uh, 19, going on 20 years. Uh, We've got two, uh, two children a uh, 16-year-old daughter named Ashton and a 13-year-old son named Tyler. They're both here with us at camp this awesome. weekend. Well, I know that we're doing our podcast live at uh, Super Summer Camp, and you've brought some kids here, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. But share with me your testimony, how you came to receive Christ. I guess my experience is a lot like uh, you hear very often. Uh, I was nine years old um, when I came to accept Christ. And never had a doubt about it. I, I, from from point one, I knew that that was Jesus talking to me. Mm-hmm. I was at a revival uh, in a strange church. Uh, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have a friend in the world. Uh, but sitting on that pew on the third night, I couldn't stop moving. Uh, I felt a voice talking to me. And when the preacher said, uh, when, it, when he explained that voice to me, I knew who I needed to go find. But like so many of us, uh, it was probably in my mid-20s before I realized what living for Christ was. I had an owner. For a lot of years, but I didn't have a master. I guess in my mid twenties, uh, I came to realize what having a master meant, and uh, and that's when I started focusing on on uh, making my life his life. Hmm. So that's where uh, that's where I started from, um, and that's what got me rolling in this direction. I was uh, probably crowding around my early thirties when God started talking to me about youth ministry, and uh, it took me a few years to get through the stubbornness. Kids weren't necessarily my my area that I thought I should be heading in, yeah. uh, but you know we don't get to make those choices. He does. Right. Uh, we just uh, we have to give in and go where he leads us. I wouldn't be anywhere else right now. That's yeah. for sure. Now tell me, uh, I know that you uh, uh, you have a full time job. I do. And I you- do. Um, I work full time in a factory in Jackson, uh, Bobbert Washroom Equipment. So uh, uh, that is, uh, I'm a lead there. So uh, it's it's a busy, hectic job. We've got a, a booming business. Uh, thankfully, I work for a good Christian company, a God loving uh, boss, uh, and he is blessing our company. And through that, I get a lot of hours there too. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, tell me what it's like. I know that uh, you know there's youth leaders that are listening to this podcast now. That uh, you know they work full time. They have families. And so how do you balance that? I know you're, you're pouring yourself into your youth and so just getting to know them and building those relationships. So how do you balance that? Where do you find time? How do you make that happen? I think a big key point uh, in, in my balance is, uh, is my wife. I would be perfectly honest. I, I don't, I know God would get me through it if she wasn't right there beside me, but thankfully he has blessed her with the desire to, to help me pursue She's my second. She's she's my right hand. Yeah. Um, she she helps me through a lot of the struggles with time. Uh, and, and like I tell my kids, and and I, and I try to tell my church kids too. Um, 
time. Time's one of those things that I think we focus too much on mm-hmm. with ourselves. Uh, God gives us the time. A real good friend of mine, he says a lot. He says, if, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Mm-hmm. So I try to pay attention to what am I busy with? You know, where, where am I dedicating that time? God gives me the amount of time that I need to get done everything I get done. You know, if, if I'm running short, maybe it's because I'm wasting something somewhere else. I guess short answer. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of hours, but, uh, but he gets us through it. He gets us through it. He, he opens the doors to, to give us the, the time we need. And we just, I try to be obedient and, and monitor the time that I'm wasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now you've been, uh, you've been a youth leader at this, at the church you're at currently for how long? Right about four years. I was asked to start working with the youth. I had already been pushed. Uh, I knew God was leading me to work with the youth. Like I said earlier, I, I, I resisted it for quite a little time. It just didn't feel like what I, what I wanted to be doing. Uh, it took a little while for God to help me realize that it wasn't about what I wanted. It was about what he wanted. Once I realized that everything fell into place, it all made sense. And, uh, but yeah, I've been uh, I've been with working with the kids at Parkburg for uh, right about four years, I'm going on five now. Do you think it uh, makes it a little easier? Of course, you have youth, and and your kids are in the youth group. Does that make it easier for? I know you brought several youth leaders with you for the camp. So does all these guys have youth in the youth group, or are they outside that, or what? Uh, we've got a little mix of both, um, probably about half and half, and we try to. We try to kind of give our own kids their space. Uh, it, it's difficult. Uh, I wouldn't say it makes it easier. Uh, not for me. I feel like all of these kids need a uh, they need a safe place. They need a place, um, and not to say that my kids don't feel safe with me, right. uh, but mom and dad, sometimes it's great to have somebody other than mom and dad. And it's great to know that the kids have a mom and dad that they're comfortable going to, but so often they they need somebody other than mom and dad. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it's easier. Um, we try to uh, we try to keep that that blend. I think uh, of of chaperones that don't have kids in there. So the ones that do have somebody else to talk to. Yeah, that way they all need to open up. They all need that that voice and that shoulder. So what what do you think the challenge is? What what's your youth group? I think is probably a good summary of youth across the country. What are they struggling with? There's so many things that they struggle with, uh, and and it's it's. I could probably make you a list right now. They struggle with the world around them. It's full and it's so easily accessible to them now. My kids are, uh, they're, they're no different from anyone else's kids. Pornography, drugs, vaping, homosexuality, you name it. it it's the, all of the things that we as, as Christians, that we as, as church members try to, uh, try to convince ourselves that they're on the outside. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that our kids are battling with on the inside. Right. I, I tell I tell my my close friends and and our leaders pretty regular the kids that you think are okay those are the ones that we need to be praying for and talking to but you ha- you just you have to take time to get to know these kids mm-hmm. once you start getting to know them and you start breaking through some of these walls and you get them to open up the um, the pain and the hurt um, and and the sins that these kids are battling with uh, it's just it's unbelievable what they are are dealing with. Mm-hmm. With such a a young mind to have to carry that kind of, it's unbelievable. You know, this our, we we're in such a a technological age with these cell phones and our laptops and the internet, and and there's just so much that's just right there at their fingertips. Purity amongst our youth nowadays is is a hard thing to hold on to. 
Uh, it's a hard thing for them to hold on to. The world tells them that so much is good, and God's saying it's not. So often for these kids, the world is louder. Well, and I know you mentioned that your wife is involved. You know, that's and I I really appreciate that because that's that's so critical that a husband and wife together are ministering together and they can pour themselves into those kids and and it's uh, with uh, young younger kids since you already have two teenagers they're in youth and they have friends and they're bringing their friends and you know you can you can actually spend that time pouring yourself into them them getting to know what a real family is do you find that that is a issue with some of the youth in your youth group that they are have from are from bro- broken families or they may have a full family but there are some issues within that that they're really struggling with they that they really don't need to struggle with do you find that i do and and, and that's um again that's one thing that that i i, I think god uh, really has blessed me and and the work that i'm doing for him uh, by giving me my wife by putting her in the position that she is and giving her that heart to uh, to serve and that heart to help me a lot of our youth um and I think the numbers would be staggering if we knew how many kids now are coming from broken homes and, and not necessarily broken homes. I hate to use the term, but dysfunctional homes. I think our view of a dysfunctional home now is is not what it should be. I think we we, we have been trained to, to view a unbiblical home as the normal now. Hmm. Um, and our kids are, are not getting to see what a godly father and husband should look like and what a godly mother should and wife should look like. They do. They come from broken homes. They come from abandonment, uh, and they struggle with those issues. I've had youth that have approached me and discussed uh, struggles within themselves, um, feelings of uh, just unworthiness, uh, guilt, carrying the guilt uh, of of why their home isn't like their friend's home, uh, thinking that's on their shoulders. They do. They carry a lot of that burden. We just we just try to love them through it and show them God's love and just let them know that 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 those burdens aren't on them. It's not up to them to control their household. It's not up to them to build that family. Uh, it's up to them to break that cycle and move forward into you know something different. Well, I know that uh, you brought you went to the Impact Camp last year. And you were sharing what you brought uh, over 20-some youth. And this year, Super Summer, you brought uh, 30, 32 or 30 or more. <clears throat> and I asked you about that, and you said, uh, I said, how did you get those extra people? And he said that the youth, your youth went out and got them. So uh, share with me and share with us a little bit about uh, how all that transformed. Yeah, we uh, we did. We, we went to uh, Impact last year, uh, had a great time, awesome camp. We took, uh, we took 21 youth with us last year. One of the things that Amanda and I really try to push and we really try to focus with our kids on, on bringing your friends. Uh, if they're really your friends, if you really love them, then let's get them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we push our kids and, and we try to really harp on them and really, really keep that in their mind. You know, if you've got friends that are going to come stay the night, let them stay the night on Saturday night. Don't worry about Friday night. Let's get them on Saturday night. That mm-hmm. way, Sunday morning, they come with you to church. And, and and my kids are great about that. This year we we came with uh, we actually were coming with thirty one. We had two that had to uh, that had to drop at the last minute due to due to conflicts. Uh, but we were going from twenty one to thirty one. Uh, so I'm going to go with that number. I like yeah. thirty one. <laughs> uh, but we actually came with twenty nine twenty nine kids, and that is uh, 
that is all because a great group of kids that were dedicated right. to bringing their friends to Christ. Well, I mean, that means that you, you've basically set the example for them. You've encouraged them. And that's pretty awesome that they have they take that to heart, that they're listening to you. I don't know, does that feel you, make you feel like, feel good that they're listening or and they're actually doing it? Outside of outside of watching, outside of being able to watch and uh, pray with the child as they accept Christ, I think mm. watching them learn to live for Him is probably the second best feeling. Being able to see those kids hear what I'm saying, uh, hear what God has brought me to give to them, and see them take it and go out and put it to grip, put it to use. That is, uh, that's what we're here for. That's 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 our goal. That's my goal. You know, is is to see these kids not just coming to Jesus, but yeah. going out and bringing others to Him. Amen. So what is, uh, uh, I know that you all, uh, you know, you're, you're all about building relationships and discipling these kids and, and sharing Jesus with them. What, what is, is there anything that's being successful within your youth ministry right now? I think our biggest success right now is just loving on kids. Hmm. That's, that's one of our primary focuses is letting the kids see Jesus through us hmm. and letting them feel Jesus's love through us. You know, that's one of the hardest things is to love like Jesus. Uh, Jesus loved in a way that we can't understand. But that is my goal is that each of those kids know that I love them and Jesus loves them more. And these, the youth today, that's one thing that I believe they are searching for. They're searching for acceptance and they're searching for love. Uh, so many of them come to me and they say, I just, I don't feel like there's anybody out there that I connect with or there's nobody out there that wants me or mm. I have no value. Uh, so that's one of our biggest goals is, is, and I think that's where we gain a lot of success is just letting these kids know that they've got somewhere to go to, yeah. that they are loved. And once they feel that, they come back and, and they want to know, why do you love me that mm. way? Well, I love you that way because Jesus loves me that way. Well, tell me also, I know that you have many challenges, and we kind of briefly talked about this, how since you're, uh, you know, you're, you have a full-time job, you're, you're juggling all this, what, what is really the biggest challenge? And I, want, I ask this question because we have uh, volunteers that are listening right now, and they may be struggling with maybe discouragement or, uh, you know, even maybe personally in their life, uh, just difficulties. What you feel like the biggest challenge that maybe youth leaders have and maybe a challenge that you struggle with that really impacts your ministry and just about who you are in Christ? I think one of the biggest challenges that I, that I, I battle with myself, and, and there's there's a couple, I struggle with feeling adequate enough for these kids, knowing that, uh, you know, I am where God has placed me and, and that God uh, is going to use me uh, and he's going to equip me. And I know that, uh, but I still struggle. I still struggle with uh, with feeling that that I am enough for these kids. Uh, they need so much. It is a lot of hours, a lot of days you just feel drained uh, and that I can uh, I can deal with. God will get me through that. He'll get me through all of it. But I do struggle at times with feeling as though I'm not quite enough. I'm not quite what these kids need. Maybe I'm, I'm not quite good enough. Mm. Uh, I think uh, no matter how old we get, we're, we're still kids. And these kids, they, they, they struggle with that same thing. And I'm, I'm no different uh, feeling that, that I am worthy to do what I do. And I'm going to tell you, there's the other struggle is uh, just... Um, support support and 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 I, and I say that I am blessed I have a very strong church body 
but I think we way too often we miss we miss the uh, we miss the mark a little on what these kids actually need. We fail to uh, to really know our youth. It's it's easy to see them on Sunday mornings and uh, and just know that they're there, and just be content in knowing that they're there. I think we as the church, we as the church, we've got to get better about getting involved with mm-hmm. our youth. Our youth leaders are are working and they're they're working diligently. The rest of God's church, I'm anxious to see them getting more involved with their youth. Mm-hmm. They need to know their children. They need to know the struggles and the battles. We've got a lot of wisdom. We've got a lot of age. We've got a lot of years of experience, and these kids need that. Uh, they need these older, more mature Christians to set examples and, and to and to start mentoring the kids and know what the kids are going through. I can't help any kid. Uh, I can't help any of our youth if I don't know them. We just, that support base, unbelievable how much, it impacts a youth leader, how much it lifts our spirits to know we've, that we've got a church body that is not just supporting me, but supporting my kids, supporting that youth group and getting to know my youth group. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I personally, I think that's one of our biggest struggles right now is, is just the, uh, the lack of, of support, the lack of support with just really getting in and getting involved with the kids. Yeah. I know that uh, you come to camp. I'm sure you do other outings. But does going away taking them out of their everyday life overnight someplace. How does that impact your youth, but also your church? Without a doubt, it, it, it opens up room for us as, as leaders to, to talk to the kids. Uh, I think going off to camp, it breaks down a little bit of a barrier there. The kids, for whatever reason, uh, at the camps, they tend to loosen up. They tend to kind of let go between the group sessions and the study courses and then the worship services. The kids tend to kind of let go of those walls. We get discussion groups with our kids on these camps that that we never get back home. We hear honesty out of the kids that so often we don't hear at home. And it gives these it, it gives these youth some of them this is the only opportunity they have to just be youth. Right. Um, I had a young man that I, I ministered with last night. We prayed for some time and, and we talked for a lot longer. But the weight that he carried on his shoulders when he got here, the burdens that he has at home, they keep him bogged down. And, and at his age, he wasn't getting to experience. This was his week to get to be that kid yeah. uh, and not have to worry about all of the stuff that he was dealing with at home, hmm. not have to be big brother slash dad, not have to be caregiver to family members. Wow. This was his week to just kind of relax and have some youth time. Yeah. Uh, it, I think it's it's great for these kids to, to be able to get outside of their everyday element and, and go and just be with Jesus. Yeah. Well, Joey, thank you for sharing with us uh, the challenges and victories and of pouring your life into youth uh, today and, and, and your youth group. Uh, I really appreciate you coming and sharing with us and, and just taking the time. And I'm glad that you're here at camp at Super Summer. And I know that uh, your kids will leave different than when they came. Uh, also, thank you for those who are listening today to our podcast. Uh, we would love to hear from you. If you have any questions for Joey or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you will look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org.
The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.